The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on Sports. Hey everybody, this is Jonathan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Unfortunately, Alan's feeling a little bit under the weather today, so it's just going to be me. I figure I'll just go through some uh, of the stories of the past week. And we also have a gaming segment by Alan. Okay, so in no particular order, this past weekend, the Black Panther won two Grammys, one for Best Score and one for Best Compilation Album. This adds to its award totals coming off of the SAG Awards and the Golden Globes. So prospects look good for us to win an Oscar. I don't know if it's going to win Best Picture, but it doesn't hurt that they keep winning all these awards. I think everyone's a little bit surprised at how well Black Panther is doing at the awards shows. Really great movie. I just think it's kind of unexpected. So, you know, good luck, Black Panther, uh, upcoming with the Oscars. Okay, we have a premiere date for the Doom Patrol on the DC Universe online streaming service. It's premiering February 15th. This is coming off the heels of the Titans series, live action series, and the Young Justice animated series, which premiered half its season, and they're going to come back live this year with the other half of their season. Okay. Another important, or geek-related, maybe not so much important, but another geek-related premiere is also coming February 15th. It's the Umbrella Academy, which will be premiering on Netflix. Umbrella Academy is a show based off a comic book written by, I believe, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. I think it's those guys. Good reviews. The comic book gets really good reviews, and the show's uh, early buzz sounds good. Uh, In box office news, The Lego Movie 2 debuted last weekend, was number one at the box office, made about $35 million for the weekend, but that fell far below the part one debut of $69 million. So I think there's a little concern over there about the Lego movie making making the money that part one made. On uh, some TV news, we have uh, Into the Badlands is canceled after season three. So after season three finishes up this year, it will be the final season of Into the Badlands. Uh, that was a show that Alan really enjoyed. He talked about it, I, th- I believe, at his on our year end of 2017 show about how much he liked it. Okay, I got a bunch of uh, DC... EU News, Extended Universe, which is their movie universe. Firstly, the, a sequel for Green, I'm sorry, for Aquaman has been greenlit. It's going to be uh, the same writer and James Wan, the same director. No dates yet as to when they start filming or when to expect it, but that's good news. I think it doesn't surprise anybody with Aquaman making over a billion dollars worldwide and being the DC Universe's biggest moneymaker, even more than any of the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight movies. So Aquaman 2 coming soon. Uh, They also announced that they're going to be doing a movie based on the, I guess, the people known as the Trench, which if you saw Aquaman, were the really scary kind of parts. He's the, those are, the Trench are the people he had to go through to get to where his mother was. Uh, And they attacked the boat. And uh, I mean, that was a great, great scene. I was very, uh, it was scary and it was very thrilling. I remember that. It was, it was really a, a good scene. So they're, they're going to kind of try to do, I think, a horror-themed movie based on the people of the Trench. The people in Aquaman are not, are said not to be involved in it in terms of, you know, um, the actors. But it will take place, I guess, in that world. 
uh, you know, like Atlantis and, and the trench part of the whole underwater kingdom. The solo Joker movie that was scheduled to be to star Jared Leto has been shelved. Yeah, he was supposed to get a, a solo movie, and I think there was supposed to be a Harley Quinn and Joker movie with him and Margot Robbie. All these huge plans that, that they were talking about after Suicide Squad came out. But apparently, DC is really refocusing away from the Snyderverse. And as far as we can tell, the Jared Leto Joker movie is shelved or canceled, for lack of a better word. He is doing Morbius with... Sony, who's a, you know, he's a Spider-Man, kind of like anti-hero, almost like Venom, um, but he, his powers are more vampire-based, and I believe they started filming on that already. The Flash movie with Ezra Miller, there's no start of production date, so they haven't said it's canceled or shelved, but it's not on any calendars anywhere from Warner Brothers, so thought is it's pretty much been canceled without officially being canceled. They also said that we're probably not going to see a Booster Gold and Blue Beetle movie, as rumored, a Justice League Dark movie, as also rumored, a Nightwing movie, which was very heavily rumored, and I know we, we, we reported on this on The Week in Geek, there was going to be a Nightwing movie, but unfortunately it looks like that's not going to happen. A Deadshot movie, which was kind of you know, he was teased at the end of Justice League, and he was supposed to, I think, be a villain in a solo Batman movie that Ben Affleck was going to be in. But now, since Ben Affleck is not going to be in the movie, uh, going to be Batman anymore, it makes sense that there won't be a, a Deathstroke uh, movie. And I don't know why I was just talking about Deathstroke, because I, I mentioned Deadshot, who was Will Smith in Suicide Squad. So he's rumored to have a solo movie. He's not going to have Cyborg's solo movie. It's pretty much canceled. Remember, after Justice League, they were supposed to make an Aquaman, which they did, a Flash, and a Cyborg solo movie. Uh, now they're not going forward to any of them. And also, Lobo was supposed to get a solo movie, and it seems like talks for that movie are pretty much kaput. So yeah, that's a lot of news out of DCU. I think they're... I think with the success of Aquaman and Wonder Woman, they're really trying to move away from the Snyderverse. Um, I don't think they're going to have them, the movies connected in the same sense that Marvel does. I think they're just going to put out their movies. Maybe there'll be peripheral connections in regards to are they in the same universe? Are they on the same planet? You know, I don't know. You know, Aquaman does have that throwaway line in their movie about how he helped defeat Steppenwolf. It's the only mention of the Snyderverse, but I, I think it's more about telling the viewer where the movie takes place in the timeline as opposed to the fact that he was part of that whole fight. So who knows? Uh, Shazam's coming up this year. The Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. And then next year they have Wonder Woman 2. Uh, I think it's called Wonder Woman 1984. And I believe Birds of Prey is scheduled to come out next year in 2020. So that's all DC really has on the horizon right now. Nothing about the Black Adam movie, which is supposed to start a rock. So we're to assume that that's still going. No, I guess we'll find out. Okay, some comic book news. Uh, DC is releasing a Year of the Villains one-shot, which is supposed to set up the whole rest of this year uh, with the villains and what they'll be doing in the different DC books. It's going to retail for only $0.25, cents, and it's going to be released on May the 1st of this year, 2019. Uh, it's a few days before free comic book day, so it's not bad. You can get a $0.25 cent comic book, and a couple days later, you get a pile of free comic books. We'll be talking more about uh, free comic book day as we get closer. It's that first weekend in May. Some film news. Ghostbusters 3 is set to start filming this spring, possibly as early as May the 13th. It's set to return 
the original Ghostbusters. But the focus of the movie is going to be on four teenagers, two boys and two girls, who, for whatever reason, pick up the the mantle of Ghostbusters. Uh, so it should be exciting. Going back to Shazam news, uh, there will be. It's been confirmed there's a sneak peek of Shaz- the movie Shazam on the Aquaman Blu-ray. Uh, the Blu-ray is due out. Well, it, Aquaman will be out on digital March 5th, and um, Blu-ray in March and DVD on March 26th. So, um, if you can't wait till April, whenever when Shazam comes out, you can see a sneak peek on the digital and Blu-ray versions of Aquaman. Okay, streaming service news. A lot of news came out about Warner Media. Warner, Warner Media, it, Media is going to be the streaming service by the Warner Brothers to actually go along with their DC Universe Online. Uh, I have some questions about this, but let me go through the news first. So, Warner Media will consist of uh, HBO shows, Looney Tunes shows, Turner Broadcast shows, the CW shows, and of course the Warner Brothers Film Library. It's said that they're going to pull the Arrowverse shows and shows like Friends. From Netflix. Also, the Warner Media streaming service will allegedly also have original DC content, which, as a side note, kind of angers me because, you know, I subscribe to the DC Universe online, and why would they have original content on Warner Media when they have their own little uh, service themselves? I hope this is a situation where they try to get the people that bought DC uh, Universe online to buy uh, the Warner Media one also. All right. Oh, here's some great news uh, for the toy collectors. I know I was very excited about this. A couple of weeks ago, Alan and I reported that Mattel had lost the DC license for toys and they were picked up by a Canadian company. Uh, but news just came out that McFarlane Toys of Todd McFarlane fame, of Spawn fame, and DC have made an agreement to, to start making toys based upon DC superheroes. They're going to be in the 6-inch to 12-inch range, and they're going to begin in 2020. Now, why is this good news for toy collectors? Because McFarlane Toys make some of the most detailed toys out there. They're just amazing. If you've never seen a McFarlane toy figure, Google it. You'll love it. He's A lot of what he does is horror, so I never, I don't really buy any McFarlane stuff, but if, if he does it to the DC heroes what he's done to the horror and spawn uh, lines, I'll be real excited to pick these things up. Uh, yeah, so 2020, there might even be, see, we might even see some de- some debuting this weekend on New York Toy Fair, but we'll see. All right, next, Hulu and Marvel have, have announced that they're working together to produce some adult animated series. There's a total of one, two, three, four of them, maybe five. The first one being Tigra and Dazzler. Tigra is in the comic books a an Avenger. Dazzler in the comic books is an X-Man. So they'll be working together in some sort of adult form animated series. Uh, Kevin Smith will be heading up the animated series of Howard the Duck. Um, there will be a, a series based on the villain Moduk, Modoc, and um, his backstory is kind of complicated for me to get into here. But let's just say I think they're going to use it for comic effect. And also something I've never heard of, I didn't know it was a Marvel property, but something called Hit Monkey, which just by the picture looks like a monkey that's an assassin. So I guess they go from there with that premise. Also, they're all going to coincide into a series called The The Offenders. We'll play on The Defenders on Netflix. So I find that odd that Marvel and Netflix are kind of disagreeing and Netflix is canceling Marvel shows. Disney Plus is coming out with a lot of Marvel content on it, yet they're still making deals with services like Hulu to produce these adult animated series. So, you know, we'll have more more on that as, as news becomes available. 
This will probably be an ongoing thing. Uh, back to TV and TV news. Denai Guerrero, who plays Michonne on The Walking Dead, will be leaving the show in season 10. We're currently in the second half of season 9. So at some point in next year's season, Michonne will be leaving. Um, whether that means they kill her or she uh, goes off into the sunset, who knows. It is said that she will be appearing in the Rick Grimes TV movies that will be made starring Andrew Lincoln after he left the show earlier this year. So it seems like there's a lot of turnover on The Walking Dead, which is interesting. Uh, In more AMC TV news, the Breaking Bad movie, which is set to tell us what happened to Jesse after he fled New Mexico at the end of of the the very last episode of the last season, will be broadcast on Netflix before it's on AMC. It makes sense because all the complete series of Breaking Bad is currently available on Netflix for streaming. Next, finally, the Masters of the Universe movie will begin production in mid-July in Prague. Prague? Prague? I'm not sure. Yeah, so this kind of came as a shock to me, rather, because I didn't know that the Masters of the Universe uh, were coming out with a new movie. So, yeah, I guess when mid-July rolls around, we'll have more news about that, about casting and things. So um, keep uh, keep your ear out for that. And finally, the Black Widow will begin, the Black Widow solo movie will begin shooting in June. It will talk about her early life in, in the Soviet Union and being trained to become a Black Widow and her eventual leaving of the Black Widow program and making her way to America to become an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, it is set to star Scarlett Johansson. And to go along with that, with Captain Marvel debuting in less than a month and a Black Widow sort of movie being filmed, Marvel has stated that they will be making more female-centric, I guess, uh, superhero movies. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they, who they go after who they make a movie for after Black Widow and Captain Marvel. Stay tuned for a pre-recorded segment, Me and Alan did with Ellen, where she talks about the card game Love Letter. Alan thus ends Quick Hits, and guess who's back, Alan? It's Ellen with another board game review. But it's a special Valentine's Day edition. What's up, Ellen? What's up, guys? What's up? <laughs> Who could beat so, that introduction? Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm really excited. Like you said, it's a, a, a Valentine's edition. So I thought I'd come try to come up with something that I thought would be most appropriate for the upcoming special event. Mm-hmm. The first card game that I wanted to mention to you guys is Love Letter. Love you ever letters. heard of it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that love letter, Alan. Love <laughs> this love letter. Oh. What love letter is, is that there is a princess locked away in the tower. She has many suitors, and they're all trying to catch her attention, but at the same time, trying to foil each other. So you can be very daring and come out and let her know your feelings, but you leave yourself very vulnerable, or you could be a little more cool and calm and collected and try to come in through the back door where nobody else is watching. Back door. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a short game. Urge. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> be filthy. Oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a quick game. It's only about 20 minutes. You can play two people. Could even play up to four. Let's see what else. Uh, and I've also seen where they've actually reskinned them. Most recently, I think Alan was telling me that they had a Batman version. <laughs> Yeah, of the, pretty neat. Of love letters. They've actually had some rather interesting themes that they've added to this. Anyway, I would put that at least uh, 7 out of 10 meeples. It's fantastic. 
But it's a great pickup game, a little filler game if you're already getting in between two big games that you're playing. And you can pull in a, a easily pull in and teach this game very, very easily. Well, this is basically a card game, right, Ellen? It's a card game? Yeah, this one's a card game. Now, I know I've, I've actually focused a lot on card games lately, though it wasn't intentional. So I wanted to bring up some card game. And my next part of my Valentine's recommendation is something that came through and called the Cosmos. The uh, publisher is Cosmos, K-O-S. MOS. They have a series where it's only two-player games. And it's not just card games. A number of them are just small board games that you can play. Of them, my absolute favorite, and I've actually mentioned a few people, I was surprised to find out that uh, a number of people actually like this particular one, is Jambo, which is my favorite. It's a marketplace game where we have two vendors trying to buy and sell goods and meantime, you know, throwing cards at each other to foil each other. So that's, I, the, you know, I think this is a really good recommendation for Valentine's Day is the cause Cosmos series, Cosmos, K-O-S-M-O-S, and a Love Letter. Love Letter is cute. It's more of a whodunit deduction kind of game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that one, that one's good. Jonathan, you should look at that one because they have a Batman-themed one, and I think you have to kind of figure out, I think, like who the I mean, Joker like is or who Batman, Batman is. Yeah, what is it? Like Batman locked in the tower waiting for a suitor? What's up with that? Bruce <laughs> Wayne. I win. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There you go. with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And there's a lot of deceit in that game. Yeah, it's it's a fun one. Okay, Alan, what do these games retail for? Easily, easily about ten dollars. Uh, any of these uh, games that I mentioned, two-player games are small, so there's not a lot of components in the the whatever board game that comes with it is small as well. So they're usually like ten. I'd be surprised to find out they might even be twenty. So, so they're about, cost. What about the ease of learning them? Pop open and get playing. I would say that, yes, for love letters. The other ones might take a little bit of reading, but they're still not complicated games, not like some of the other hardcore ones that I could recommend. Mm. But they're the rules, every one of them that I've ever played has always come up with some really good rules that are very well written. So like I said, uh, Jambo being one of my favorites, they have 1701. I'm trying to recall a few other ones that I like. Oh, Anthony and Cleopatra. Now that one was actually comical. Unfortunately, the the artists I don't think are English speaking. Hmm. And on one of the cards, I think it's Anthony and Cleopatra. On one of the cards, it says, when you pick this card, rest huffle. And I had to look at that again, and I looked at it again, and I started laughing when I realized that they put the hyphen in the wrong place. What they meant to say was reshuffle. But if you, <laughs> but the way that it's spelled on the card is rest huffle. Oh. Are you sure? Because I rest huffle once every and, night before I, this. And you hurt your knee that time, too. What Remember you that? Do on a Friday night, yeah. John. <laughs> <laughs> I went through rest suffled so bad I had to moisturize my hands. Oh, yeah, it happens. <laughs> Can these games be found on your website? Yeah, uh, what I do is I have some recommendations that I've compiled a page to go with a lot of the things that I'm talking here. I'll even provide a link to put on the, the podcast so you can get to them and get them for your collection. Also, if you play them, it would be fantastic if we can get some feedback to know if you if you did in fact play these games, what did you think of it after a recommendation? Mm-hmm. Recommending I've played, I really like them, and I want to tell you about them. I'm, I'm not just bringing them up I, it, because I just saw they were look like some neat artwork. 
I've played them and I really like them. And that's why I like sharing and talking about the ones that I select off my list. Why don't you give out your website and where we can find your podcast now? You can find me on Geeks Unite BoardGameCafe.com or you can use the short one, which is GeeksUniteCafe.com. It comes right to my website, tells you a lot about the events that are coming up that I have game days organized for. You can also call me and organize a board game day and I can bring my games out to your location. And I also have uh, my podcasts are listed there as well as the game recommendations that I've started putting out. Very cool. Very, very nice. Right well, now, I currently don't have anything lined up for this month. Just right now, as of right now, but I have a several waiting for people to get back to me. So we're, we're, we'll get up and get going here pretty soon. I think the people with the weather that it's been, nobody's been too much in a mood to get out of the house. Do you ever go outside of PA? I have not. That doesn't mean I won't. Okay. I have not, but I, I have been invited to Game Master at Origins, and that's in June. It's a big four-day gaming convention. It's not Gen Con, but I've never what been, is? and I've, everybody that goes loves it. Oh, okay. Origin. It is actually a fan-run board game convention, whereas Gen Con is more of a corporation run, and, and it's done very well. I've got no complaints about Gen Con. It's, it's ginormously huge and very well done. But Origins is more the player-run sort of convention, so it may not be as organized, but it's still a whole heck of a lot of fun. Nice. So I'm going to try it for the first time. Cool. All right. Very okay. cool. Well, Alan, thanks a lot, and have a wonderful Valentine's Day. We'll talk to you soon. Happy VD, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Thank you, Alan. And uh, for the interview podcast, we want to say, Alan, get well soon. Hope you're back uh, in time for next week's show. And to everybody else out there, this is Jonathan saying, stay classy wherever you are.